Welcome to Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. We're coming to you live, or live to tape at least, from our 2023 fall conference in Austin, Texas. Second day, early morning general session, packed room. Usually you don't see that on the second day, especially after pack events the night before. But the crowd came out for our guest this morning, Ben Saunders, polar explorer, uh, inspirational speaker, climate tech investor, uh, and you know, you had a fantastic, fantastic presentation. Um, and there's a lot, I mean, just, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I'm very, I'm very honored we had a good turnout. I don't know how many hangovers there were in the, in the room, but so yeah. the, the lights were too bright for me to really tell, but exactly, so, yeah. no, full house. I mean, you've crossed, I mean, you're one of a few people who have been to the most extreme corners of the world, both poles, you've spent probably more time in Antarctica than the people who are stationed there for science, yeah. right? Um, 4,500 miles in the polar extremes. Yeah, over 20 years, so over 12, 20 years. 12 big expeditions. And I mean, the, the photos, it, 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 talking about it doesn't do it justice, but it's, it's, it's amazing that um, you're able to do this and starting off at a young age, 26, getting the idea of doing the first expedition, kind of just organizing it and building it as you kind of building the boat as you sailed it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that first exp expedition that you did uh, to the North Pole didn't turn out exactly as you planned, right? Um, yeah, I've had, I mean, I said this on the stage just now, I've, I've had many, many, many more failed expeditions, yeah. attempted expeditions than I had successful ones in, in two decades. And I think that that process was, was in a way, it was inevitable. I was... Mm -hmm consistently trying to raise the bar yeah. in a pretty challenging professional yeah. niche uh, in, you know, that, that entails trying to perform in some very harsh, unpredictable climates. Yeah. And, when, and when you're trying to raise the bar in that, you, of course you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. So getting, getting happy with that over the years, and I say fail, I'm still alive. Mm -hmm. I still have all my fingers and yeah. toes. I can't really feel temperature very well on my right hand, but it's, it's still, they're still there. They're still there. Um, so to me, when I say fail, I, I didn't achieve the objective, mm -hmm. but I always got home. Yeah. And that was that was always the number one goal. Like, like don't die, basically. <laughs> so, But even when, I, and you said this during the, the, the end of your talk, that mm -hmm. even when you did succeed, when you reached, when you were able to get and finish Scott's journey, when you were able to uh, actually go to the South Pole and come back, mm -hmm. you realize that, Success doesn't have an endpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Somebody said to me a few years back that they thought that failure was much easier to manage than mm -hmm. success. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that because every time I failed, if I didn't achieve the objective, the goal was still there. The yeah. thing that had been giving me the the, the, the motivation, the determination, the drive, the, the work ethic, all of this stuff mm -hmm. was still there. Mm -hmm. And in my world, it was it was very seasonal. There was one time window each year mm -hmm. to either head to the Arctic or, yeah. or head to Antarctica. So if I if I if I hadn't achieved the, the objective, or if I wasn't ready, wasn't fully funded, wasn't fully fit, everything the logistics mm -hmm. were in place, I had to postpone by a year. Yeah. And that happened many many times over, over 20, 25 years. Um, and every time I I failed, mm -hmm. the motivation grew. Yeah. And my my wisdom grew. And I realized there were, there were things I could do slightly differently when the next time window, the next chance mm -hmm. came around. But of course, when you succeed, in my experience, the, the goal mm -hmm. is gone. Yeah. The, the thing that's giving you all the drive is gone. And, and in my case, it was the sort of goal that took 100% of yeah. my bandwidth, my energy, my time, the money I could raise, leading this, this, this huge team. 
so therefore there, there was there was zero percent left to think about what I would do next or mm -hmm. what I do afterwards. And I just assumed that life was going to be fantastic yeah. because I, I would have changed the game, you know, mm -hmm. raised the bar, like broken yeah. a world record, um, redefined what was considered possible in my yeah. field. So it was a an interesting lesson mm -hmm. that this peculiar feeling of of being like rudderless after yeah. having achieved this huge goal and, and also this immediate switch from being th th this this laser you know focus mm -hmm. on one goal to, to to the exclusion of everything else nothing else matters like yeah just, you know just for 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 years but also crucially for four months in antarctica and then came home and suddenly the 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 the, the motivate it, it was all other people's demands on my time, my energy, and, and a lot of that was commitments I made to sponsors, to yes. the media. So I came back to this to this treadmill of, mm -hmm. of you know obligations. And After having so much time, where as you mentioned, it's like your schedule is essentially yeah. the same every day. Yeah. The landscape mm -hmm. is essentially unchanging, yeah. as stark and beautiful, or just mm -hmm. in its beautiful starkness, and the fact that it's so monochromatic yeah. to an extent. Yeah. I mean. And then coming back and having all these demands. The, the transition was always was always yeah. strange. I've, just, I've actually just thought up something I meant to share on stage, but ran out of time. One of the big lessons for me was around focus yeah. and, and attention and, and, and where you're investing your energy, you know, physically, uh -huh. mentally, emotionally. Yeah. And, and Antarctica taught me, well, both both poles, many expeditions taught me that, that ultimately the, these were exercises in efficiency. Mm -hmm. They weren't... I wasn't. I think sometimes people might assume I'm this sort of thrill-seeking, yeah. thrill-seeking adrenaline junkie. Who, you know, there's not much adrenaline. These yeah. are long, slow tests of endurance. You know, 1.5 miles per hour, mm -hmm. long, slow slog. Or like you this, said, you know, you could be this, you could be moving, but the polar ice cap is oh, moving yeah, yeah, the yeah, other direction. You're actually yeah, doing negative, you're negative going, distance. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. sort of frustrating, long tests of endurance, yeah. and and it's it's a it's a very simple equation. It's sort of energy distance time mm -hmm. and you're trying to trying to so efficiency is the one thing that matters yeah and i realized quite early on that if i was for example in antarctica the first week we had very strong headwinds mm -hmm. just infuriating just yeah. skiing into the headwind made it really hard to, to operate to, to be comfortable to, to navigate i remember uh, a few days in a row just yelling mm -hmm. swear words into yeah. the wind yeah like i was so angry at the you know the environment yeah, yeah. And, and, th and then realizing this was stupid there's nothing mm -hmm. I can do about the wind. Mm -hmm. and, and yelling at the top of my voice is a waste of energy. Now, mm -hmm. it's marginal, but the whole thing is, is, is on margins. So, um, so I, I, it was, to me, the lesson was, where are you investing your time, your energy? Yeah. You know, physically, mentally, emotionally. Are, are you investing in things you can change, you mm -hmm. can affect, you can do better? Or are you wasting it on things that are outside your control? Which, which I think it's very easy for all of us to do these days when we all have devices yeah. that will give us 24 7 mm -hmm. stuff that makes us feel angry outraged alarmed yeah. you know depressed whatever and, and nothing we can do about most of these things natural yeah. disasters wars they're all you know they're all going on that's out of our immediate control so it was and i think the the, the stoics were quite good at this you know back in ancient greece like mm -hmm. deciding what what is within your control mm -hmm. and, and and what is what's outside your control and, and trying yeah. to focus your energy on that it, it's it's the it's been one of those things that's talked about for for centuries you know the idea of the sculptor looking at a block of marble mm -hmm. and seeing the finished sculpture mm -hmm. and thinking about what do i have to remove to make the sculpture happen right what do i have to do to edit mm -hmm. to make the painting mm -hmm. it's it, we overcomplicate things mm -hmm. and i think that's a good kind of transition to what 
our audience needs to know is that you have so many demands on your time, mm -hmm. so many things you have to do, and with so much technology, yep. we tend to overcomplicate. Um, and I, I, you know, I thought about this when you know I've been oddly completely separate from this, thinking about a lot of the um, you know special forces training, especially in, in you know with the Green Berets in the Army. Mm -hmm. It's it's okay, it's physical, but ninety nine percent of it's mental yep. to weed out people who deprived of sleep, deprived of food. Yep given a task that's complex and who can do it more efficiently with a team and actually come out at the end and solve a complex problem. Mm -hmm. And that's what people are looking to weed people out for. Yeah. It's how do you respond to these complex things and when, do it when efficiently. You're, when you're not at your best. When you're not yeah. at your best. Yeah. 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 I, you know, one of the things that, that, that you did talk about is just the fact that you have this landscape mm -hmm. that few people have ever seen. And especially in the Northern Pole, essentially it's an ocean, so you're floating. Yep. I, you know, and then what you just said at the end of, of being in a tent and worrying about the crack of the ice <laughs> underneath the tent. I never even considered yeah. that you'd be in a tent and then the ice could crack underneath and then you're in the, the it's, Arctic it's, Ocean. It's never happened, but that was always a fear. Yeah, I, <laughs> but, and of course the whole idea of the crevasse, that freaks yeah. me out because I just have these. Because I, I, there was one video I think I saw online of a skier who actually fell in. Mm and thankfully was saved, but the fact that that could be covered in a very, very thin blanket thin of snow. Of snow yeah. I mean, it's, and there's no map to tell you where they are. And that, that, I mean, for teamwork to rely on someone else to be able to help you navigate through that is, I, it's just amazing. I mean. It, and we were, I mean, I, I'm sorry to say that, but we, we were, there were two of us in Antarctica, but in some ways we were the ultimate remote workers yeah we, exactly. we had a team of 12 yeah. full-time in the background yeah. extraordinary specialists in, in in the different pieces of this jigsaw puzzle so mm -hmm. it might be navigation satellite imagery weather forecasting nutrition yeah. physical training psychology the the, the commercial side sponsors yeah. press communications you know all, all that stuff so this extraordinary team in the background and yet Tarka, my teammate Tarka and i mm -hmm. were thousands of miles away yeah. from our back office effectively yeah. But yet we had to trust them with, with our life, on a, mm -hmm. on a, with our lives on yeah. a daily basis. So it was a, an interesting lesson in, in communication. Yes, yes. And I, I sometimes worry that people might assume that my message is, is, is sort of old-fashioned, tough guy, Mr. Motivator, like, yeah. come on, you wimps. You think your lives are hard. Check out no. how nearly dead I got. And, and you know, yes, these journeys took a degree of, of, of work and effort and resilience and, and, and all those things. But consistently, one of the scariest things... I had to do was, was work out how, how to ask for help you know, yeah. from my team. And, and rely yeah. on your team. It's yeah. more, it's yeah. not a, dra it's as, the whole as, idea. As someone who prided myself on my ability, yeah. on my self-reliance, yeah. you know, that, that took some negotiating with my ego yeah. to, to remind me that the whole point of having a team is that we help each other out. So let's, let, you know, that the entire expedition, I mean, that could take a long, uh, a whole conversation in itself, <laughs> but let's talk about where you are now investing in climate technology, mm. because the way that you put it, I mean, Nobody really thinks about the size and scale of, of Antarctica mm -hmm. until you boil it down to the point where it is practically, what, uh, three million tons of, of glacial, of glacial ice, ice per person. Every single human being on Earth. So, yeah. so you're looking in venture capital, climate technology. You're one of the few people who have been there and understand it. Yeah. What are you looking to do? What What's your aim in raising funds for, for Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm uh, at the moment, putting together a first fund. Um, it's... $15 million, which, which which in this world is a micro fund. It's a very small first yeah, fund. Yeah. And uh, I'll be investing in between 30 and 40 startups, really. So founders mm -hmm. at, at like day one. 
Yeah. So I'm putting in what's called pre-seed or seed capital. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, an analyst by uh -huh. by profession or by inclination or training. So I, I'm not the best person to be assessing a sort of P and L and balance. Yeah, system. yeah, yeah. But it, of course, at day one, mm -hmm. the numbers are all projections. They're just yeah. they're just forecasts. Yeah. It. And really, you're trying to assess the individuals, the founders, the mm -hmm. team, like their their drive, their purpose, their resilience. Like, and I I think the last twenty years has given me some useful transferable wisdom yeah exactly in yeah assessing people quite quickly because i had to do that for, for 20 years i'd find yeah. brilliant problem solvers mm -hmm. who i could trust not just with the capital i'd raise mm -hmm. in, in that world of sponsorship but it came from you know huge global businesses with a lot yeah. of reputation risk. so decide can i trust the people with, with my can i get the job done can i trust uh -huh. them with the money I raise yeah can i trust them with my life so yes. i had to I've been like selecting, sourcing, selecting people for, for 20 years. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that crosses over here. The the motivation, as you said, it came from 20 plus years of, of real, realizing that I'd been witnessing you know, the, the obvious decline of these incredible, yeah. the, the natural environments that made me who I am. Mm -hmm. And a desire to try and move the needle up a little mm -hmm. bit. And I don't think the answers are going to come with, with doing a bit less. Yeah. Know, recycling your beer bottles or say taking the train. It's going to come from innovation, from mm -hmm. technology. 1902, I heard this the other day, the, the biggest global industry was, was whaling. Yes. For yeah. whale oil. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm an optimist. I think that, that, that actually human history can, can change trajectory pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. So I think the answer is, lies in, in innovation, in mm -hmm. technology, and, it, and in inventors, the mm -hmm. people kind of working on stuff, and, and yeah. scientists. And, um, and I think... If there's anything else I can bring to the party, it, it's that I've spent 20 years now as, as a storyteller. Mm -hmm. And I, I've realized that, that, eventually realized that there's an importance to that. I think for mm -hmm. any, any leader, mm -hmm. people aren't, humans aren't inspired by data. Yeah. They're inspired by stories. Yes. Now, I'm not saying data doesn't matter. I'm saying data is, is fundamentally important. But as a leader, you, you have to be able to convert data into a, into a human story mm -hmm. that is compelling, engaging, inspiring yes. for the people that are looking to you. So I, I'm realizing in this new world that, that one of the things I, I can do is help highly technical founders, maybe PhDs, brilliant scientists, inventors with incredible IP technology. But they're, they're often not great storytellers. They're, yeah. they're often not very good at translating this really complex thing they're working on into a story that more people understand yeah so, um, so you're able to just translate yeah. that and put some yeah put yeah, some yeah. actual so it's a whole new adventure and i'm loving it someone i had a call this year from, from a well-meaning advisor who'd worked on uh -huh. wall street for years she said benny are you sure about this like, <laughs> but very different to your old world yeah fundraising that's really hard then when you, then when you raise the money then the hard work starts like, yes you find these brilliant once you have it you gotta that, yeah. yeah and, and I, yeah my response was like this is exactly what i did for the last 20 years mm -hmm. like raise the money really hard took years and then select brilliant people and work damn hard with them for, yeah. for years. Like that's that was what I did. So. It's it's amazing how things change. Like you know, you start off as a polar explorer, twenty six year old. You want to kind of fulfill the Edwardian explorer yeah. kind of ethos, yeah. and now you're pretty much venture capital is running a business. Yeah, you you yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you turn it and, into and, and loving it. And of course, yeah. I think I think uh, approached properly with with, with with a bit of um, vision, and ambition, and and, and and grit, like adventure. Is business yeah. it certainly was for me for twenty years, yeah. and business is adventure. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's the, the, the two in the same in so many ways. I think that's a great way to close it out. Business is adventure, so I then and, and hopefully our, our our CEOs in the room consider their businesses an adventure. So Ben, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been a pleasure. Great presentation.
Thank you. And wish you all the best in the future endeavors, especially. And uh, it's an honor to meet you. I it's it. fantastic. Thank you. So, again, this has been Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. And we'll see you next time.